Yes, yes, people. Welcome to another episode of The Point with me, David. And so this week, we're going to be looking at something current, something relevant. And I feel like, boy, every time after, I might be the vex minister all the time because I'm always vexed about something. So today, we're going to be looking at stop and search, stopping and searching by police, theology of policing, scripture, how all that ties in what do we do with that as believers and as christians and especially for for those in the uk from the afro-caribbean community the african community for those who are black the, the likelihood of being stopped and searched what does scripture have to say about that now this is what's interesting so what's happened this week is the incident with child q with a teenage girl being um strip searched in school by police and it's just interesting how we how we look at those things how we how we manage that but today i'm going to tell you a story but let me just kind of give you the context and, and why and what we're going to be looking at today so there's a book i was reading during the first lockdown by a black american african-american theologian called esau macaulay and during the first lockdown his book is called reading while black and i was into this book hard and deep and it's a it's a it's a big book anyone that's into reading that likes reading that wants to be challenged in regards to faith and what the church has to say and, and everything like that and especially if you want a different kind of contextual way of looking at theology from from a black perspective then then his book um, is, is, a, is a more contemporary and up-to-date starting point chapter two in his book he's got a, a, a chapter called theology of policing and what he does he uses two particular scriptures in the new testament he looks at romans chapter 13 from one to seven and he looks at john the baptist in the gospel of luke and this is what's interesting. So when he looks at Romans chapter 13, 1 to 7, and I'm not going to read it because there's, I want to I do a lot more talking than, but I want you to read it for yourself. And this is the scripture that talks about um, being obedient to authorities, that God has um, given authority to government and we need to, to make sure that we obey these authorities and the authorities are there to, to govern over us and God has put them in, in place and all that kind of stuff. And in the way in how these authorities are there for those who are doing wrong um are there to penalize and punish and if you're doing right then everything's all, all cool but the way in how he 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 looks at it he brings all of romans into context and it's not just about isolating those few verses like we know when we look at the the the, the, the slavery bible the christian slavery bible how they used to isolate verses to try and make slaves docile into believing this is what scripture says and this is part of god's plan so he, he completely dismantles that by taking a whole book of romans putting it into context talking about pharaoh um in 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 the book of exodus and how pharaoh in his or having been put in place by god actually god was against that because of how he was treating people so he uses the whole context of romans to talk about this idea of authority and governance but i'm going to get into that a bit more but hear what happened today 
So for those who, who, who may know me well, I, I rarely drive. I'd only drive if I have to. I prefer to catch train and public transport. So I'm away into the studio today, having planned and prepared to talk about stop and search in regards to scripture. So I'm away to the studio. I go into town. I go into, into my, my, my local, my favorite coffee shop, order my coffee, getting ready for it to, to be made. So then I stand by the window and then I see two police officers with a, a young black guy and I'm standing there and you know what? I'm not even thinking, oh, I'm on my way to the studio to talk about this today. I'm just looking to see what's going on. And then I see a, there's, a, there's a male police officer and a female police officer and a young black, black male. The female officer is a black lady and the, uh, the male officer is a white guy. And then she's got his hand on him, kind of gripped him. And so I'm standing in, the, so I can't hear what's going on yet. So I'm standing in the window and then he's like been stopped and he looks perplexed. He's not aggressive. He just looked like he's, he, he, like he's, he's shocked, like what, what's happening here? And he's got his earphones in. So then they're talking to him and she's, she's got her hand on him. And then he's being asked certain questions and he's responding. And then all of a sudden he takes off his bag and then he hands it over to the uh, male police officer all this time while the, the female police officer's got a hand on him. So I'm like, you know what? I've had enough of this. I'm, I'm, all, I'm in town a whole leap and I'm constantly seeing youths being stopped. And, and I was like, you know what? I've had enough. So I come outside and I go up to him and I said, do you know why the stature? Do you understand why the stature? And, and, he, and, he's, and he kind of, he's still kind of perplexed. And then they've turned to me and they said, you know, the whole thing, oh, do you need to be here? But I was calm and everything. And so they, they, they had to deal with me decently. And they said that they could smell weed on him. Hence why they've stopped him. I said, you what? And we all know, if you can see, smell, hear a crime, then that's reasons to, and I, and I just literally, I had enough. I just said, this ain't, I said, why you keep doing this? I said, we've had enough. And then while I'm speaking to them, another black guy's come over and we're both, and, and we're there trying to communicate and this young black guy's there. And then by the time they've dealt with him, they've found nothing. He's, he said he's, he needs to go and catch his train. And then the, these two young officers, one black lady, one one white guy, and 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 you might say, oh, does it matter about colour? But it's 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 important to understand the statistics here when it comes to stop and search, and it just vexed me. And then we was there for how long talking? So then in the end, it, it wasn't resolved how I, I would have liked to to have been resolved. But they understood our frustration, mine and the other gentleman who stopped. So. I'm coming here to talk about stop and search and then right beforehand, I see it happen. And so when we look at scripture and how Esau Macaulay in his book talks about the theology of policing and when he uses this text in Romans and we seem to think that it, it's okay for authorities to do and behave how they want to behave and hear what the face the officers said to me. They said, what we're doing is lawful. And I turned around and I said, but is it right? I said, just because it's lawful 
doesn't mean it's right. I said, look at the statistics. I said, look at the perception and how police are with the black community and look what you're doing. What do you mean you're stopping him? And I had to bring up, but I, I said, I don't see this after, I don't see you stopping any other people in the way and how you stopped him. I said, the man and how you stopped him, I didn't like that neither. I didn't like the way how you was grabbing him because he could have, he could have re responded in a particular way and then that would have escalated. You would have said he was aggressive, but I was glad that he was calm. But the way and how they stopped him, I didn't even like that they had to put hands on him in that kind of way because I don't see them doing that with other people. And I had to be like, when we look at the scripture and when Esau Macaulay in his book is talking about the authorities and when people try to justify that, ah, uh, and this is what's kind of, I believe, is kind of kept up as us as Christians, especially within the black church, kind of docile like live live a peaceable and quiet life you know do what the authorities say but when you look closely when i look closely at that passage it talks about like law-abiding citizens people who haven't done wrong so when it talks about the authorities are there to judge and penalize it's those who are doing wrong in the first place so what does that mean when you're doing nothing wrong but the authorities are oppressing you that's not what Paul is talking about. Paul ain't talking about, oh, if you're doing everything right and, you do, and, and you're not doing nothing wrong, then the authorities have every right to, to deal with you a certain way. No, because then he uses the whole context of Romans with the whole story of Pharaoh, that when there's an authority and when there's a government that is oppressing a people for no reason other than power, greed, any kind of foolishness or any kind of nastiness, God is gonna come down and rain down terror upon them, whether you like that kind of analogy or not. But this is what Paul is trying to trying to allude to here in using that context. But what we've done is we've isolated that chapter and think, oh, it's just talking about how you need to behave yourselves no matter what. No, this is about a government and authority who is in right standing with God, meaning that they're to uphold peace for the people, not to oppress the people but then this is how this is what he talks about he talks about the idea of policing during roman times that there was a clear difference between the army and the city police and he makes the the, the parallel in regards to what's happening today and it, okay so he's he's african-american so he's talking from that context in regards to how policing is done there but then there's no different um Ish, there's no much difference when, when we're talking about policing here when we look at what happened in the 70s and 80s with the sus laws that led to the riots in nottingham in in london in birmingham in Ma in bristol it was because they were using laws to stop black males in particular because they look they look what they looked they look suspect and then we're meant to let that fly we're meant to let that go no when we look at what scripture says, it's not talking about people who are upstanding and that they deserve to be treated a certain way. They deserve to, to, to be over-policed. They deserve to, be, to, to, to have stats against them in a negative way where we're more likely to be stopped and searched. We're more likely to receive a custodial sentence. And not only that, we're more likely to receive the maximum sentence that we can possibly get against our counterparts. So we as, we as a church, we need to be like, hold on a minute, what is scripture saying here? That we're meant to let this fly? That we're meant to let this happen? We can't, we can't be happy with this. We can't be happy with, when we find out that a teenage girl who has been sent to school, who we believe is meant to be, that's a place where kids are meant to be safe, isn't it? That safeguarding is paramount. When you look what school, 
for those who don't know, I, I used to, I'm a teacher. Okay, I'm not in education for the past two years, but by heart, you never stop being an educator or a teacher. Been working in schools for what ten years, from from a from a from an academic mentor to a classroom teacher to head of year to head of faculty to training as 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 SLT. I, I, no one can't tell me nothing when it comes to education and how you deal with certain kids. No one can't tell me nothing how you deal with parents who are on a mad one. And how you have to provide pastoral care and the number one your school could be great at doing everything teaching learning extracurricular activities if you do not have safe guarding as your priority your school is a failing school that institution is going to fail safeguarding is the number one paramount but yet still yet still we can send kids to school and they're not safe by the very people who's meant to keep them safe by the staff who would then call police and then come into the school and then strip searcher strip searcher and yet we're not really no one's really been held accountable from what we know no one's really been held accountable the school we don't know the name of the school we don't know who the officers were it's all been kept hush hush because what because we need to safeguard those people though don't we we need to safeguard the school in question we need to safeguard the officers in question but yet when young people are sent to school, then what, when they're meant to be safe, they're clearly not. And this, this isn't a one-off. This is just something that's been made known. There's many times and instances where, where, where children have been dealt with a certain way within education and outside of education. So what is that saying? What are we meant to be doing about this as believers? And scripture kind of makes it clear because we're people of the booking, isn't it? We love, we love scripture, we love the Bible. What does the Bible have to say? Come like, we can't talk about certain things unless the Bible says something about it. Well, here we, here we can see that as black people, we have a particular lens and we can see, hold on a minute, when it comes to authority and governance, when it comes to policing, we have something to say about that because we've experienced over-policing. We know what it means to be oppressed by authority. And so when Paul is talking in, in, in the book of Roman, in the letter to the Roman church, we see that there's a certain condition in how policing is meant to be done and how when there's wicked demonic rulers we've, we, we, we're meant to be happy with that and agree with that and not say nothing nah Paul is calling it out because he's equating it to Pharaoh in the same way when God sent Moses say let my people go he's saying the same thing that these authorities in Rome if they dare to govern and to make sure and to keep the peace, they need to do it in the right way because if they're not, then judgment has to befall them. But he makes it clear to the church, just make sure that you don't go on living wrong. So what? Being black is... is so that's an excuse now then. So are we meant to be get used to being stuck in search because we might look like we're going to be doing something wrong? No, we have to dismantle them kind of nastiness. Have to dismantle that kind of foolishness and that demonic oppression. Have to dismantle it. And then it led me... So when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane and I said it before, I alluded to it before that when he's arrested and when the guards from the Sanhedrin approach him, he says to them, basically, why are you arresting me? Am I leading a rebellion? Like what have I done wrong? Even Jesus was arrested for doing nothing wrong. And you might say, oh, we know because he's the saviour and this is his time and all. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
But even Jesus himself was arrested for doing nothing wrong. He didn't break any laws. <laughs> he didn't break any laws. It was because of a, the perception of the ruling powers and how they looked at him and how they seen him as a threat and a danger. And Jesus made it clear. Listen, I could I could done the whole dance if I wanted to. I could calm down here. I could do all that, but I'm not. But it's not. It's we have to get this. We have to understand that even Jesus was arrested and he had done nothing wrong because of the ruling powers deemed it appropriate to do so. And we can't allow our children, our people to be continually to be oppressed and abused and arrested and stop and search just because they look like or it smells like or it hears like they might be committing a crime. Can't be having it no more. Can't be dealing with it no more. And so if you want a scriptural base on it, then, then let's use the scriptures then to address it. The scriptures are there and, and read the chapter two of Esau Macaulay's book, Reading While Black. He, he outlines it even more depth. And then he talks about John the Baptist and how John the Baptist was used as an instrument to call out the authorities and how his mission, mission or focus as the forerunner for Christ was to deal with how the authorities dealt with people. Read the second chapter if you, if you don't want to take my word for it. Read it, read it for yourself. Read the Bible for yourself and see how we need to deal with this whole stop and search and this whole stuff because we can't just keep, can't allow this to, to happen and continue and we don't say nothing as a, as a collective, as a church, as a people, regardless if you're black, white, Asian, whoever, whatever. When you can see something happen to a particular set of people and we're the body of Christ, we have to call it out and we have to do something about it. So I'll leave you with that. So peace, take care. God bless until next week. Thank you for listening to this content. If you liked it, please don't forget to like, subscribe and make a comment down below. Or even more so, check out our website www.affinityextra.com for more information.